Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to Let's Be Real Sports. And look, once again, the only one coming to work. Coming to work. I'm here to work for the people and the other... I'm just playing, I'm just playing. Um, Joe, right now, is traveling. He's traveling back to New York City at this point in time. Uh, he called the game last night. I forgot which game that was, but uh, I'm pretty sure he had a good time. And Q, unfortunately, is on the injured list. Somehow, some way. His vegan self got himself hurt somehow, some way. So a speedy recovery for him. Um, um, I, I would tell Q to look up Air Arian Foster because he was a vegan. He's a vegan too, and he has the same bad situation you have, you know. So we want to check that out, you know, see what you can do to help yourself out there. Okay, Q. Well, anyway, this is your boy Big Sherm, aka Solo Dolo. This is part do now. On the this this is like came out of nowhere. I, I didn't ask to do solos or nothing like that, but I am here. So I'm here for the people to give you what you need, your sports information. Well, not sports information per se, but to, my, my thoughts to you, the to, to give you the masses what I think about what's going on in the sports world today. And so we're going to start first with the Golden State Warriors and their woes. I mean, let, let, let's be honest. We know what's wrong. We know what's wrong. Steph ain't there, and Steph is supposed to be the best. He is the best. To, well, let me, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me let me back myself up because no doubt people want to say to start Christmas like, oh, he's not the best player in the league. Steph is the most one of the most important people to his team in the league, by far, because no one can create a shot without him now. Like he's very underrated as a point guard, as a floor general. Everybody see him shooting threes and, you know, shooting threes from 30 feet, 40 feet, half court, all the way in the concession stand somewhere. But they don't know. He's a floor general. He he does. I think he's averaging about five, six, five or six assists a game for his career. Seven, maybe. I mean, it might be even higher than that. But he is very important to the Warriors' success. He, 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 he is the important piece. And what's been going on lately with Draymond? I think I probably addressed this last week. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. You know, but um, what's going on with them is, is simply, and as I th- as I have time to think about it now, I'm thinking to myself like, Draymond, you called this dude. You called this man. You called this man and said, "Yo, dude, we need you, man." And everything that has transpired transpired since then, you know, everything's been been cool. Everybody's been happy. You know, winning championships, beating LeBron's brains out, you know, and all that stuff. But the game that happened with the Clippers, I believe that happened with the Clippers. Give the man the ball, Draymond. We know you're you're the guy that's been here. We know you're the guy. You know, you've been drafted here. You were a second round pick. He wasn't really thought of much. And you've and you've grown yourself to be a great player in the league, a top twenty player in the league, without really being a scorer like that. But when Kevin Durant wants the ball, you give him the ball. There's no questions. Maybe maybe he wanted to run down the court and set up a play, something like that, and then give him the ball. But you give him the ball when you when you when he asks for the ball. That's what he's paid to do. 
If there's one thing about Kevin Durant, anybody cannot say, they cannot say he don't want the ball when it's there. Okay, he going to take it. He going to take He going to hit it. He going to miss it. You know? And then all the infighting and stuff like that, like which leads me back to, like, you know, you called this man. And y'all going back and forth, and y'all bickering, y'all bickering, you're bickering. Excuse me. You know, like, dude, do your job. Just like the Patriots, just like Bill Belichick says, do your job. Get Give him the ball, get out the way. Now, the losing streak may be a bit with bad karma, bad energy, as Steve Kerr said, bad minutia, if you will, you know. But they'll be fine because the NBA is telling you a story. Watch. As soon as he comes back. They're going to start shooting right up the list again. And before you know it, they're going to get the second or the two or the one seed. Because by, by this point now, they're three-time champ, three out of four-time champions. So then they don't need home court, really. They would like it, of course. They want to be home. But against Houston, they already proved they can win on game, win in game seven. Granted, you know, you know, the Rockets were trying to build Trump Towers with 27 missed three-pointers. I've never seen that before in my life. I thought John Starks was something to behold. No, that was something different. All the, and most of these, most of those shots were open to and they missed, missed them all. So, there you, there you have it with that. But, um, Golden State's going to be fine. They're not, nothing's going to happen. The, the sky is not, people want the sky to fall on them. They want to. But they're not the sky. The sky is not going to fall on them. They'll be fine. They got get now. They get to integrate guys, get into line the cooks of the world. You get your Levinsons back and stuff like you get these guys game reps. So when you when you really want these guys out there, when you need them for the playoffs, they'll be there. I mean, they, they're not going to be used like that in the playoffs like that. But you give them spots just just in case something goes wrong. Cause not because we we used to say oh they don't even need stuff they could just win it with no 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 you do not no it's not that easy Steph must be there in order for that whole engine to move even if Katie even if you move Katie out the equation like everybody keeps telling me they won seventy three games without Katie okay that's fine but you need Steph in there to do the job to do the business to to back up the like to really scare the defense because when he's out there he scares everybody half to death. He really does, and everybody knows this now. I mean, he's getting the respect he deserves now, as opposed to when they were just hey like oh all he does is shoot threes, all he does is shoot threes. No, there's skill to it. And for a lot of years, a lot of these guys couldn't freaking shoot. Steph Curry brought the the the, the pure shooter back. Clay Thompson brought the pure shooter back to the NBA. You have to shoot now. You have to be a shooter. Look at Brooke Lopez. He went 0 for 12, right? But he's shooting threes. That's what you got to do now. And you're trying to catch up to the Warriors doing that. And who knows if KD stays or not. They say he's going to LA. They say that he might be going to New York. And Nick fans, I'm here for you. I, I'm looking to the camera and I'm here for you. Just in case Durant does not come. Because you told me about CP3. I was hearing about CP3 coming. The whole banana boat crew was coming to New York. And it didn't happen like I told people. 
if KD could come here, this could this could it could be a possibility for it to for KD to come to New York because he if and if he if he was to come to New York and win a championship in New York, he'd be on Derek Jeter level. He'll have Jeter status. I don't care what you say. A basketball championship in the city of New York it hasn't been seen since '73. I wasn't even friggin' born, dude. I wasn't even friggin' born. And like I said, in '94, John Starks built was was building bricks, was was building a house. Eleven missed three pointers in the fourth quarter. You know, KD could do something. He could bring it. And what about Kyrie coming too? Because Kyrie ain't doing too good in Boston right now. They are not. They on shaky ground now. And it seems like Kyrie can't get out of his way either. Every time he says something, he, he, he. Shut up, Kyrie. You're a great player. Go play. You're a champion. We cannot do. No one's denying you. He acts like everyone's against him. You're no one's against you, dude. Please. But back to the Warriors. In the whole K, uh, at least with the KD situation, because they say he can stay. Well, you can't pay everybody. And Clay ain't taking no discount, and I want I want I would tell um Clay don't take no discount. You've done very much for this organization, more than the just as much as anybody in the organization. Now if KD want to go do the LeBron, because right now KD's leading the LeBron path, you know I don't know if, if they're ever going to something back at OKC. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. With all that vitriol going on over there. And they hate they have for them. They boom damn me every time now. But they also could be the Lakers. And they, can you imagine the Lakers with LeBron and and probably Anthony Davis if he doesn't sign that two hundred and I think seventy five million dollar deal this summer coming up? The Warriors might be looking in trouble. Their dynasty might be in trouble. But their dynasty, well, right, right, right now they are a dynasty. Let's just call it what that is. The dynasty could be in trouble, but you have to beat them still. Even if KD leaves and he goes to LA, wherever, you still have to beat those guys. In order to say, hey, it wasn't just about y'all. I could beat you. I was the key. Right now, he is the key, but he wants to prove, I think if KD does leave, he wants to prove he's the key anywhere. And that was, that was missing the Oklahoma City. That's why he came to Oakland. That's why he came to the Warriors. He wanted to be that closing piece. He is he is that closing piece for them. So we're going to see going down the stretch, going down the stretch, if they will have that cohesiveness. But step, when Steph comes back, it will all mesh together. He's he irons out everything. He 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 just settles everything down. So hopefully by the time he comes back, he'll be good. You know. So ho- ho- hopefully. And by the way, thank God he's okay because apparently they was they was trying to do him dirty on the highway in Oakland over there. Got into a car accident. I'm like, damn. They don't want him in the game that bad? Whew. Y'all that try to run this man off the goddamn road. I don't understand that. Let that man be. If you can't beat him, don't try to run him off the road. Just beat him in the game. Damn. Anyway, to the next topic. And I nearly laughed. Well, I was laughing. I really was laughing. Michael B. Jordan. Killmonger, Creed, this guy, this guy says he can take on Roy Jones Jr. in a boxing match. 
Negro, sit your ass down. You do not want to mess with. I don't care how old he is. He is a boxing veteran, a boxing former boxer. You think you gonna beat him? And people keep saying, "Oh, it's for Creed. It's for Creed." Creed came out already. Michael B. Jordan, ever since training, boxing training stuff like that, really thinks he can be right. <laughs> Yo, listen, you didn't beat T'Challa when you threw him off the goddamn waterfall. He fell into the water. You didn't even check to see if he was dead. There. And that's fiction. You think Roy Jones is going to lose to you? You better hope it's for friggin' charity. Because if you really serious, you're going to get busted down so bad it's not even funny. I'll give Roy credit, though. Roy did say he'll. it will take him about maybe about a, I want to say a, a month and a half. And I give him, he giving the boy a lot of respect for that. He giving him a lot of respect for that. And Rory said, listen, he's going to break him down. He's going to show him a real boxing match. He's going to show him a real, like, movie fighting is one thing. The Creed thing, the Rocky thing, that's beautiful. You're doing something, Michael B. But to, to get in there with a professional boxer like Roy Jones, even though Roy Jones has taken some nasty knockouts, you're not beating him. I put money and you ain't beating him. And I think everybody knows you ain't going to beat him. You, you're youngin'. You're young, but Floyd got the, what, what, Floyd. Hear me with Floyd. Roy got the stick, got the skill, the mind. He's a former champ. He ain't gonna lose to you, boy. Are you crazy? Who could you could you imagine Killamonger beating Roy Jones Jr., who is sixty six and nine in his career? Killamonger, who didn't beat T'Challa, who thought he did. Thinks he could beat Roy now. Let me tell you, son. Michael B. Jordan, your daddy, the the son you're playing now in Creed, your daddy died a, a very bad death in the boxing ring. Don't end up like your, your fictional father. Please. Just just renounce the fight. <laughs> Please renounce the fight. Because you're looking crazy right now. Listen, if you want to do any, listen, stay in the ring, get in the ring of Mike. If you want to go hard, get in the ring with Mike. Mike can only go four rounds anyway. And we know that. It's been seen on tape. Hey, I, I like Mike. I don't like, want Mike coming in here, busting my ass, whooping me on talking about, you be funny jokes, man. No. no. Uh, this is joking, but at the same time, like, come on, dude. Like, really? You're not going to beat this, dude. And Michael B. Jordan is very serious about this. He looks serious to me. He talking to TMZ, talking about, yeah, I'll go a few rounds. Like, he, he, but he know, back in the day, he, he he couldn't even talk this mess. He know. Because Roy, back in the day, he could knock anybody at any time. Until he met Antonio Tarver. Christ. Anyway. Killamonga, Michael B. Jordan. Take it easy, buddy. Just take it easy. Simmer down. Renounce the fight. Just say I was playing. Just say I was playing. That's all you have to say, and we'll and we'll forgive you. Don't don't end up like Martin. He uppercut you. End up in the goddamn stand somewhere. Talking about Gina, baby, Gina, baby, and your head busted up the next day and stuff like that. We don't want to see that for you, brother. We want you to keep making your movies, doing your thing, be successful in Hollywood.
Don't come to no sports arena to act like you can beat anybody up. Because you've been sparring with a few guys who, who never made it anyway. Come on, man. Let's get it together. Really. All right. For our last topic of the day, we're doing we're going to do a top five college player. Well, I want to say power ranking, but well, more likely the, the, the top five college players out there right now. Now, I'm not going to lie to you people. I only know four and three play for Duke. So I'm going to do I'm going to the, the player I see like before, like before I get into all those guys is let me make sure I get his name correct. I don't want to mess up his name. I don't want to mess up his name. Next thing you know, they can call me. I thought, like, you ain't got your names right. You ain't got the names right. Hold on. This is live, people. We doing this live, baby. Hold on. I'm going to get his name just now. Hold on. Hold on. R Rory Hachimura from Gonzaga. Now, last year, this guy in the NCAA tournament played well, and they wanted him to play aggressive too. But he, he really didn't have it. And even this year, when he played against Duke and they beat Duke, he was out there. He was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Zion. And I think he's a player out there who could really, really, really make some waves, really get him upset if he, wants to, if he enters the draft this year. If he enters the draft this year, I think he's going to at least be a top 10, 15 pick. He's, he, he can do, he's a versatile player. He can shoot. He can pass. He does all the little things. You know? Does all the little things. And more importantly, he's a team player. You know? Everybody sees Duke and the, the three freshmen, the four freshmen. You want to count on Jones. You know? But Hachimura is a guy who, who can really, and he's big. He's a big guy. You know, and they want him to be even be even be more aggressive than what he is when what it was last year. Like they want him to overhaul it, you know. And if if all goes well, I mean, Gonzaga's number one right now, and he's helping leading the charge with that. To me, he can be a good, solid NBA player. He could get you. He could get you good five to ten years in the NBA. That's my perspective on it. You know, you know, he 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 can really do some things. So hopefully we'll see more down the. What you're really gonna look for is the NCAA tournament because 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 gonna run through the West Coast, the W the WRS, was it W I think it's a WCC. They're gonna run through that. They're gonna run through that. So the tournament will, de will determine where he's where where we're gonna see Hachimura as we go as he, as he go, gets to the next level, you know. But now for, for to the three freshmen on that team, number one R.J. Barrett. To me, like I told you before, he's good. But to me, against Gonzaga, he was ball hogging to me. A little lack of days to go on defense. You're always going to like his shot because he can make shots. But he, he's more like a ball hog. When it's not going this way, he, he starts to hold on to the ball and starts to do all this. He's like, dude, you don't have to do all that. Just move the ball around. That's all you got to do. At the next level, you got to move the ball around. You got to be able to get your teammates involved. You're, you're going to be the number one scorer. You're, you're going to probably be the number one number two scorer on your team regardless. But you got to move that ball around. You got to get your teammates involved. You got to make sure they have the energy around the ball. And that's what I – I mean, like I said, he's a great he's a great passer. He's a definitely a great shooter. He can definitely knock it down. 
But to me, he wouldn't be the number one pick to me. You know? Then you got Cam Reddish, silky shooter. When I watched him against Zaka, he was hitting a little, he was hitting clutch shots, bringing his team back, you know, doing what he had to do, you know, to help Duke, like, hopefully get their, get the win, but they fell short. He's a silky shooter, and he plays hard. Now, he, I don't see him in, like, the top, like, he, like, he's in the top five rated players, like, getting ready to go to the league, but, like, draft-wise, I see him as a, like, a top 10, top 15 pick. And people might be saying I'm crazy, but as the season goes on, he's going to slide down a little bit. He's going to slide down, but he's still solid. Offense, defensively, offensive-wise, shoot, like I said, shooting is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I like his shot. It's smooth. It's silky. He can really make, make things happen. Defensively, he pays it, He pays attention on defense. You know, he moves. He He's not going to get burnt. You know he's not gonna get driven on left and right every old which away. He's gonna he's gonna be a little something in there, but the guy in there to me is Zion. The to me he should be projected number one overall pick. And against Gonzaga, I saw him running like really running, really playing ball. Like you, you like I said, when you see number guys like that with a high standard, high stature. They tend to be lackadaisical. Zion just plays up and down the court all day long. And it's like he don't get tired. I didn't see him tired in there. He had 22 points, 10 rebounds. They should have gotten, gotten him the ball more. And his basketball IQ is pretty good. It's pretty good. He understands it. And like I said, it's raw. It's real raw, but he understands it. He understands it. And he's a definite rim protector. Even at 6'7". When he jumps, again, again, people, he has a 48-inch leaping ability. Come on. He's going to get to shots. He's going to bother shots even at 6'7". And he's going to do it on every part of the court, every possession. And that's what you don't – that's what that, – that to me is a number one pick to me. When you have his skill set, raw as it is, again, when you have a skill set and you're – and you're putting effort into it, what more can you ask for? You mean to tell me you can't build around that? GMs can't build. Zion is going to make you a lot of money. And more importantly, he's going to move for you. He's not going to be lazy. The play, the coach that gets him is going to be ecstatic. Well, ecstatic that, you know, in probably like two or three years, the, he, the, that coach is going to be fired probably, and a new coach is going to come in. And then we're going to see really Zion pick it up. Because that's what usually happens anyway. Because the NBA is telling you a story. Watch it. <laughs> you know, but like I said, Zion to me is the number one pick right now. He he. So let me run this down again. Hachimura is four. To tell you the truth, RJ Barrett is three to me. I don't know. I can't take the RJ Barrett for some reason. There's something about him. I don't know. It says selfish to me sometimes. It really does. It says selfish to me. And I'm not saying it's a bad mark. It's not wrong being selfish, but come on, man. Come on. Share the ball. Move. Get, have energy with the ball. Cam Reddish is number two for me because he does play both sides of the ball. It's not He's not perfect on defense. Like, nobody's perfect on defense on that team per se. 
But he's playing. He 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 plays solid defense out there when he's out there. When I've seen him against Kentucky and and against Gonzaga now, you know, against against worthy competition, you know, and the number one is Zion because he does everything, and everything is at a crazy rate. Like the end again for me. You, you don't you haven't seen much, but it's the energy he has. He, like I said, he's not lazy. He gets out there. He He's high family teammates. He's engaged in the game. He's not selfish. He passes. He's a good passer, too. Oddly enough, at 6'8", 280, he can pass like a like a point guard. Like, come on. What more can you ask for? That is the number one pick, period. Unless he gets injured, unless a Kenya Martin situation happens, because in I think it was 98-99, Kenyon Martin was going crazy and he got injured. He was still the number one pick, but he wasn't the same. I hope that doesn't happen for Zion going forward. But barring that he's going to be the number one pick and and, and the team's going to have him for 10, hopefully 10, 15 years. Hopefully you don't jump ship after five and, or do the decision like LeBron did. That'd be tragic. <laughs> and LeBron would have set the precedent for that. Oddly enough, you know, but we'll see. Well, that's about it for me. I have done all I could, could here today. Once again, by myself, Solo Dolo is here for you people, for you, the people. Once again, well, I'd like to say um, thank you once again for joining me. You can check us out on the blog, F at uh, LBR blog at Facebook.com. Also on YouTube at Let's Be Real Sports Sportscast on YouTube. And we're also powered by the Gifted Sounds Network, which, which also powers this show and the many other shows on said network. So please take a look at it. That's giftedsounds.com. With that, I'm your boy, Big Sherm, a.k.a. Solo Dolo, and I'm out.